0: Welcome to the Patriotic Pulpit. Have you ever wondered why it is that God, in Romans chapter 1, three times speaks about giving up a society? And it centers on the sin of homosexuality and the perversion that goes along with it. All of the sins that are carried in the wake of a homosexual revolution, such as taking place in America. Three times in Romans 1, we have the statement, wherefore God gave them up, that's verse 24. Wherefore God gave them up. That's verse 26. Wherefore God gave them up. Verse 28. Look at verse 26 specifically. Wherefore God gave them up unto vile passions. For the women changed the natural use into that which is against nature. Likewise, the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working unseemliness and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was due. The word unseemliness is simply a euphemistic way of speaking about all of the things that take place, whether physically or culturally, in the wake of a homosexual revolution. That's exactly what we have taking place in America right now. Sexual perversion, inclusive of homosexuality, has declared war on Christian America. And they've declared that they are targeting your children. So there are a couple of stories that have come out just this last week. One of them involves hundreds of drag queens, so-called, and kings filling the streets on the 29th annual New York City Drag March. That would be June 23rd, this last week. LGBTQ activists in New York City's annual drag queen parade chanted, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. That's what they chanted in Manhattan on Friday. The group of hundreds of drag queens and other members of the LGBTQ community marched through the New York City's Tomskins Square Park. The drag parade kicked off New York City's Pride weekend. It marks the anniversary of the 1969 Stonewall riots. But in addition to chanting about coming for your children, marchers could be heard saying, we're here, we're queer, and we're not going shopping. <clears throat> Apparently, that is a, a dig at Christianity for Christians who have boycotted different stores, such as Target, for sponsoring homosexual activities. Members of the radical LGBTQ group Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence could also be seen in the same Friday event. Now, this is a rabidly anti Christian group. They made national news when the Los Angeles Dodgers chose to honor them at the team's annual LGBTQ Pride celebration earlier in June. So targeting your children for perversion, aggressive, combative, bent on destroying Christian America. Where are the days when people talked about, well, all they want to have is simply you to leave them alone, let them do what they want to do, give us a room in the house, and simply let us do our own thing. You do your own thing, we do our own thing. It has never been about that. It was never their intention that, to stop there. It was always about war on Christian America, and they're declaring it right now that they're coming after your children. Here's a second story that's absolutely shocking to me, and I think, I think right-minded people in America. It comes from St. Philip's College in San Antonio. Professor Dr. Johnson Varkey was fired in January of this year. He's an adjunct professor, and he taught human anatomy and physiology at St. Philip's College. And he's taught to more than 1,500 students over 22 years. And he's taught the principles of anatomy and physiology. Now, anatomy and physiology, we all had it in high school, or many people did. And it was always an accepted a course in college and high school. But what was his crime? Why was he fired? Well, the crime was when teaching the human reproductive system. Dr. Varkey also stated that human sex is determined by chromosomes X and Y and that reproduction must occur between a male and a female to continue the human species. In the course of teaching human anatomy and physiology, he made these statements in every class for 20 years, no complaints, no incidences, but we have today a brainwashed youth, November 28. 2022, last November. Four of Varkey's students walked out of his class when he stated that sex is determined by X and Y chromosomes, just as he had for dozens of times, hundreds of times actually, over the dozens of years that he taught. What were the complaints? How did did those who walked out of the class and the LGBTQ and transgender community at St. Philip's College, how did they word their complaints against him? Listen carefully to what they had to say, the nature of them. Against Varkey, they said he was engaged in, get this, religious preaching, discriminatory comments about homosexuals and transgender individuals, anti-abortion rhetoric, misogynistic banter that his teaching pushed beyond the bounds of academic freedom with his personal opinions and that they are offensive to many individuals in the classroom. So, so much for science. So much for logic, so much for clear-minded thinking. We're going to have to bow down to the brainwashed young people and the brainwashed masses such as the drag queen story hours or the drag marches in New York City and accept all the perversions that they teach and act like somehow that they have some grasp of reality. And if you teach something that is scientific, if you teach biology, X and Y chromosomes, you're a religious bigot. Isn't that a twist? And all in the sake, or all I should say, in the wake of homosexual revolution. That's what's taking place. Well, until a very short time ago, homosexuality was known as the unmentionable vice. It was not spoken of in decent company. By that, of course, by those times, that's a bygone era. Seems like ancient history. Now we're in post-Christian America, you cannot even open a newspaper, you can't flip on a television channel, you can't turn on the radio, you can't watch a movie, even Hallmark movies, or pass a magazine rack without being clobbered by the gay rights issue on the latest homosexual-themed pop entertainment offering. It's an incredible societal transformation, a tectonic shift of enormous magnitude, and it has taken place right before our eyes Right underneath the Christian watches, the watchmen of society, and it's taking place remarkably in less than one generation. What was once seen as a vile abomination, that's how it is worded in Romans chapter 1, verse 26, a vile abomination in a few short years has been transmuted into simply a different lifestyle, a different orientation protected by law, endlessly defended, glorified, celebrated by cultural elites, and crammed down our throats on every avenue of entertainment, every avenue of sports, and every avenue of the news cycle. That's exactly what's taking place. Even Fox News doesn't speak about or against homosexuality. What was once deviant, abhorrent, and criminal has been rendered by a perverse alchemy into something polite society simply calls gay, well the homosexual revolution is but the latest and it is the most repellent installment of an ongoing much larger revolution that has been in the process of upending our entire civilization for many many years and it may succeed in doing so. The unimaginable success of thus far of the homosexual revolution provides one of the most dreadful portents on the horizon today because this revolution is far from over. And those tolerant individuals, those tolerant citizens who think that, well, hey, I'm not gay. They're not harming me. I don't I don't need to be bothered by it. Let me tell you something. You have a rude awakening coming. The militant sodomites have been explicitly clear that tolerance is not sufficient. They demand positive approval from society. They demand not only approval from society, but they demand that you allow them into your home through the via the television they demand your children in the school system they demand your family in the marches that they're taking place and they're declaring war on you and Christian America and the Christian family they want enactment of laws granting them special rights they want the abolition of residual laws that impede full homoerotic expression they didn't, that, anything that would deny their full access to your children. And as we shall see, they insist on the complete conversion of straight society, a complete overturning of the American society. The therapeutic cleansing of homophobic, homo-hating, anti-gay bias attitudes. All of this is taking place right now in America. We'll be back in a moment. Now, I said that the Sodomites have declared war on America. The Homosexual Agenda has its sights on America and converting America. That's the sodomite strategy to convert America. But the manual for that conversion, the manual for that war, was written several years ago in 1989. It was a bestseller, and the authors are Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen. The book is called After the Ball, How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 90s. It was really one of the most influential manifestos of the militant homosexual movement, and it is still followed today, whether or not they all simply read it, but that is exactly what's taking place in America following Kirk and Madsen's book lays out the strategy for it. It's a theoretical and operational manual, really, for overhauling straight America, and it left no doubt, no doubt whatsoever, about the subversive nature of homosexuality and the author's plan for converting America. So here's something that Madsen and Kirk state. By conversion, we actually mean something far more profoundly threatening to the American way of life. We mean conversion of the average American's emotions, mind, and will through a planned psychological attack we mean subverting the mechanism of prejudice to our own ends, using the very process that made America hate us to turn their hatred into warm regard, whether they like it or not. So indeed, this brain trust, Madsen and Kirk, they've been wildly successful in carrying out this planned psychological attack. Now we might back up for just a moment and think about something else. and Think about how really it has been laid out for a long time. In the 19th century, the Bible, of course, the textbook of America, people understood homosexuality as a perversion and as a sin against God. It is a choice that people make, and it is, as God tells us in Romans 1, where God gives up a society. But along came the field of psychotherapy. Psychotherapy was born in the time of the progressive era, the so-called progressive era, socialistic era in which many of the sins that people recognize as sins and uh, ideas against god and concepts and rebellion against god those sins were converted into psychoses and problems and psychother and they needed psychotherapeutic assistance so so they were they're simply referred to as problems that people have in their minds and so psychotherapy came along and watered down the entire process of the thinking of Americans. And that's what happened. So now people are considered to be sick, or they did at one time, they're considered to be sick or mentally ill. And on the mental illness list was listed homosexuality. So taking it from sin and a choice that people make, from which they need redemption and forgiveness by Christ. Now psychotherapy moves it into a mental illness category. And so it was listed on the DSM manual. Well, that simply watered down the thinking of Americans people. But now we have Kirk and Madsen telling us your hatred toward homosexuality. And of course we disagree that it's a hatred toward it, but that's how they put it. This is a planned psychological attack. And so this, this war manual, that is after the ball written by Kirk and Madsen is actually followed by the homosexual agenda today. These two men, by the way, are Harvard-trained professionals in uh, neuropsychiatry, public persuasion, social marketing. They've shown themselves formidable strategists and tacticians. And the plan for converting America involves the systematic use of very sophisticated psychological techniques such as desensitizing, jamming, conditioning, Now, their book provided the step-by-step program, therefore, that has been relentlessly employed by the homosexual agenda, and it is still religiously pursued to totally, completely overhaul America. That's the goal. Now, the authors describe the opening phase of the plan as our recipe for desensitizing ambivalent skeptics. That is for helping straights view homosexuality with neutrality rather than hostility. Now, let's stop for a moment and think what they're saying. Okay, well, first of all, the first step is to take hostility away. And by that, they mean, if you consider it as I do, and as the Bible tells us, it is a sin, it is a choice that men make, it is a choice that people make, then if you consider that to be the case, they call that hatred. So, They say, well, we want to neutralize you and cause you to consider it not sinful, basically is how they put it. How are they doing that? Well, first of all, it was a sickness. Psychotherapeutic manuals tell us it's a sickness, but now that's a neutrality. So at the outset, Kirk and Madison tell us, we seek then desensitization, desensitization, I should say, put it rightly, and nothing more. That is only at the first desensitize American. You can forget about trying up front to persuade folks that homosexuality is a good thing, in other words. But if you can get them to think that it's just another thing meriting no more than a shrug of the shoulders, then your battle for legal and social rights, they say, is virtually one. Now, that's the statement they make in the book. So how are they going to accomplish this? How is this all going to be accomplished? Period. Well, through a massive media Public Relations Advertising Propaganda Campaign. They tell us, quote, gays must launch a large-scale campaign. We've called it the Waging Peace Campaign. Sounds like communism, doesn't it? Peace. We're called for peace. It's really war. To reach straits through the mainstream media. That's what the co-authors write. We're talking, they tell us, about propaganda. They're very upfront. They're very bold in telling you exactly how they plan to to desensitize America. And they explain to their deviant cohorts that propaganda relies more on emotional manipulation than upon logic, since its goal is, in fact, to bring about a change in the public's feelings. Now, they said a mouthful right there, and I want you to stop and think about it. Propaganda is more based upon more than simply logic it's not about logic at all really it's about emotional manipulation going on they tell us the main thing is to talk about gayness until the issue becomes thoroughly tiresome talk about it talk about it talk about it use the word gay not homosexual and until finally people are tired of it neutralize all opposition any any thought that about being a sin? So many churches today they've just they've just dropped the ball. Not only dropped the ball, but they've become opposing God, primarily opposing God by saying, "Well, it's just a a lifestyle. It's simply gayness, and they don't bother me." No, that of course something that people need to awaken to the fact that that's of course all a bald lie. So that's how they that's how Kirk and Madsen put it. So talk about it until the issue becomes thoroughly tiresome. Accordingly, they said, the free and frequent discussion of gay rights by a variety of persons in a variety of places gives the impression that homosexuality is commonplace. So talk about it here, talk about it there. That impression, they go on to say, is essential because the acceptability of any new behavior ultimately hinges on the proportion of one's fellows accepting or doing it. And we'll get to some of that in just a moment. So the perverted pair opined, the fastest way to convince straights that homosexuality is commonplace is to get a lot of people talking about the subject in a neutral or supportive way. Open, frank talk makes gayness seem less furtive, less alien, less sinful, and more above board. Right up front telling you, how are we going to neutralize water down your thinking to cause you to quit thinking that homosexuality is a sin. Something else, something we might want to point out right here, you can't help but notice that there's no science here. There's no scientific evidence, and still none, that people are born homosexual. No, this has nothing to do with real science, real medicine, even though many homosexuals claim that that's exactly what this is. I was born this way. This is how I was made by God. This is how I came out of the womb. No, 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 no. No, that that has nothing to do with it. No, that has nothing to do with it. People, this is a choice that people make. And Kirk and Madsen are very, very open about this is exactly how we're going to get people to quit thinking the way they do and accept it as some something that you're born with. So this strategy comprehended really fully, you might remember Alexander Pope's observation, and it just embraces fully his concept. It says, he went on to say, Vice is a monster of so frightful mean as to be hated needs to be seen, yet seen too oft. Familiar with her face, we first endure, then pity, then embrace. And that's what Kirk and Madsen want to be done In America. So even the religious bigots, which they would consider me to be, and transients who do not embrace gay culture, Kirk and Madsen said, will begin to feel more and more isolated, more reticent when it comes to expressing disapproval. And the conservative may still shake his head and think, well, people are crazy these days. But in time, his objections, what they say, will become more reflective, more philosophical, and less emotional. That's the wording of Kirk and Madsen. But and this is this is so important. The nonstop desensitizing talk about gayness was meticulously designed to be strictly controlled propaganda operation. Even the word gay is a propaganda tool. They not they didn't want they didn't want anybody to continue to call them homosexuals just gayness. It's a propaganda operation employed not only these psychological techniques because these men were psychologists, but the very deliberate and massive use of the big lie, the big lie technique repeating a gross falsehood so many times that it becomes a fact has been a central and essential component of the long-term campaign of the queer lobby and its allies and patrons to sell America on the fallacies such as homosexual comprise 10% of the population, which was the bold lie that Alfred Kinsey told us, or that homosexuality is innate, genetically determined orientation. See, orientation was chosen as a word instead of preference. Or that science, reason, and true Christian charity affirm homosexuality as natural and virtuous. Or that homosexuals are normal as the general heterosexual society, and they don't present any real threat to the larger community. Common stereotypes concerning homosexual behavior traits, mannerisms, dress, and practices are vicious and false. Homosexuals are kind, loving, monogamous, not practitioners of wild, promiscuous sex. All these are lies. Lies, lies upon more lies that are being told, and it is all part of the propaganda campaign. That's what's happening in America right now. So we need to be aware of what is taking place. Now, when we come back from break, We'll talk about not only some of this material, but we're going to go right into the transgender movement as well as the Drag Queen Hour and some of the things that are taking place with the Drag Queen episodes in America. We'll be back shortly. You can access this program by going to a Spotify app and you can look for Patriotic Pulpit at Spotify or you can find the app Amazon Music and we're also on there as Patriotic Pulpit. Both of those, Spotify and Amazon Music, Patriotic Pulpit is the name of the show. Now, if you want to support the program, that would be great, it's up to you. The website is an older website called American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. I have there a donate button, and if you go there and click on it, you can donate uh, donate 10, $20, or any small amount that you wish to, because of course, being on the air costs some money. So, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, Patriotic Pulpit is the name of the program. We also air in Wichita Falls on uh, the News Talk 1290. It's also 96.3 FM. We're also in Abilene and in Lubbock. So we have different avenues, different uh, areas in which we kind of get out the message as best we can. So having said that, let's, let's return back to the topic for just a moment. And that, of course, is the sexual perversion that is taking place in America. You know, 20... Five, thirty, forty years ago, especially 40 years ago when uh, when I was just a young man and, and coming out of high school the things that are taking place in America now no one would have guessed that this is actually what's occurring and they would have never prophesied that these things were actually taking place in America. Well one of the things that are now occurring are the drag shows that we see and we read about we don't see them but we we read about them and so that's a recent phenom- uh, phenomenon. So drag queen story hour. What is drag queen story hour? Where well, there's men in women's clothing, performing erotic dances, wearing skimpy clothing, suggestive costumes, telling sexually charged jokes. But be sure of this, it is all perversion. It is all deviant behavior. But it's important for people to recognize that the gates were opened when Barack Obama And his administration crammed through the homosexual uh, homosexuality and uh, through the supreme court and it has, has become at that point the floodgates are open and everything is included therein it has always been a part of the homosexual organizations or the homosexual agenda the network to have pedophilia as a part of it north american man boy love association was always one of the organizations that was connected, hardwired, into the homosexual movement. But let's go back to the drag queen story hour. It began in San Francisco. No, no surprise there, but is now spread across the nation. It's really perversion story hour at public libraries, eateries, parades, even schools. This is kind of interesting. The Epic Times tells us that they tried to call. Twenty-eight different chapters of the drag queen story hour. Twenty-eight, cha- and I was—I read that. And I thought twenty-eight chapters of drag queens across America. One drag event in New York this year drew fifty thousand visitors, and it's all about exposing adults and children to burlesque shows. So the question is, what's happening to our culture? Well. Actually, in a lot of it, what's taking place is that grooming your children, whether it be in the public schools, whether it be in the movie theater, whether it be on television, whether it be in the parade events, grooming children, or grooming even adults and grooming the culture. What is grooming, actually? Grooming, actually, is defined as sexual predators cultivating a relationship with potential victims, whether Those targets are children or adults. And all of that is grooming. They want to build trust. They want to have an emotional connection with children in order that they might manipulate them. Sometimes they give them gifts, sometimes money. They give them attention. But it's all about breaking down inhibitions. It is all about breaking down our moral boundaries, recognizing what is right and wrong and crossing those boundaries. Children without parents... And unfortunately, even children with parents are being subjugated to drag queen story hour. Many parents have become so morally depleted, morally dead. And the pressure of the culture is pushed upon them that they think, well, we're going to virtue signal. And that is, well, we're going to tell people that we're open-minded and we can accept this and we can accept that. And we're telling the community, I'm not a stuffy religious person. And so what happens is our judgments become clouded and slowly our inhibitions are eroded down and over a period of time they're simply erased. It is interesting to note that the AP, that is the Associated Press, advises their journalists not to use the word groom or grooming because it might uncover, of course, the sexual predators among us. So the mainstream media is complicit in this. They're telling their journalists, do not use the word grooming. So the community knows that community. I'll say it this way. That community wants immunity from criticism, and the mainstream media shields them from any kind of criticism. They have become complicit. So the mainstream media is complicit. How does anyone trust The mainstream media, I really don't know, but that's exactly the marching orders that the journalists receive. And one step further, our culture, as I mentioned a moment ago, is actually being groomed itself to accept this. That's exactly, remember, what Kirk and Madsen put in their book regarding homosexuality and how America is going to overcome its what they call hatred of gays in the 1990s. And the idea was simply that you put it in people's faces so much on a, in every avenue and everywhere you turn, that soon enough it's just old hat and something becomes just very accustomed to us. And that's exactly what they're doing to our culture. You think back for just a moment how our culture used to be in this country regarding, for example, movies and television. There was never God's name taken in vain. There was not any cursing there was no foul language i tell students i've been taught school for many years and i've told students i said you know when you say oh my g," you're actually taking the lord's name in vain they don't even know that any longer back in the 1960s that was unheard of on television what happened well our culture has become groomed to accept not only pornography but also vile filthiness and filthy language, and that's exactly what's taking place. So to prove that these drag queen story hours are grooming, there have been a number of cases in which sexual predators, registered sex offenders, are a part of it. Now when I first was savvy to the idea that sexual predators and sexual offenders we're not incarcerated, but they were simply registering where they live so that the people might know where, they, where, they, where they're living. I, I thought, we've we really come a long way. We're not punishing sexual predation. Well, that's exactly what's taking place. And so our entire culture has become groomed to accept sexual predators. That's exactly what's taking place, and sexual offenders is a part of it. So how does one become... A groomer? How does one become a sexual predator? Number one, huge amounts of pornography. Huge amounts of pornography. Now this itself does a number of things. Number one, it breaks down again inhibitions. Number two, it rewires a person's brain. It causes a person to think differently. John Uller, U-H-L-E-R, is a therapist who has treated sex offenders for 15 years he has had 15 years of experience in prison out of prison. He's worked with more than 4,000 sex offenders. He spent more than 13,000 critical or clinical hours with sex offenders, and he tells us people are not born sexual predators. How do they get there? Let me stop there for a moment. The same thing regarding homosexuality. People are not born homosexual. How do they get there? From the grooming that is occurring constantly and in our culture, whether it be from high school, junior high, grade school, all through our culture, we have not only grooming, but we also have the effort to convert those people to homosexuality. Well, John Uller Uler tells us people are not born sexual predators, so how do they get there? Number one, his number one answer is huge amounts of pornography huge amounts of pornography is always the first stepping stone to this type of behavior. It leads to number two, a person becomes calloused not only in their heart, they become calloused in their in their activities, they become calloused in their thinking about everything, callousness toward other people, toward themselves, toward their own bodies. As a matter of fact, they think their body is simply a commodity to be used, and other people's bodies are commodities to be used and manipulated and abused. And here's another interesting thing that Euler found out, that they become very manipulative, manipulating other people. You know, I've known people in my life who have been prime manipulators. They manipulate. And I think that is so selfish. Manipulation is rooted in selfishness. And people who manipulate other people are simply selfish to thinking of themselves only, first and foremost, and they manipulate other people. And then, finally, of course, they become sexually promiscuous themselves. So, as Euler put it, a psychopath's brain is very different from a normal person's brain. That is, they become rewired. So that's what's taking place in our culture with the Drag Queen Story Hour. It's actually... That we are allowing in our culture, unbelievably, the grooming of children, the grooming of adults to accept perversion. We'll be back in a moment. So what's happening to our culture? We're actually seeing our culture implode. And it's imploding because of moral malaise. That is, we have no morality left, really no core value system. And that is what's happening to our culture right now, right before our eyes. In the drag queen story hour, the homosexual agenda, the sodomite movement that's going on in America, what really do they want? Well, they want access, number one, they want access to your children. They want your children, and that's nothing less than they want. They want, the number two, the total objectification of their bodies. They want to treat everyone's body like some kind of commodity, something to be bought and sold. Dr. Amy Sousa, is a psychologist, and she made a good comment regarding protecting children particularly. She said, we have forgotten as a culture that children's innocence deserves to be protected. I thought that was interesting because that's the same argument that I've used for many years pertaining to homeschooling, that is, children need to be protected. Train your children, school your children, either in private schools or at home. I'm telling you, the public schools are gone. The public schools, even in good states like I am in Texas, there is so much misinformation, so much perversion, so much dumbing down the curriculum, so much politically correct propaganda, and there's so much vile filthiness in the student bodies anymore that to put your children in a public school, you're exposing them to some of these things. And so we've forgotten as a culture that our children's innocent needs to be protected but the biden administration the current administration and other administrations in the democratic party are led by the democratic party i should say they believe that your children belong to all of us and so that they're partners in raising your children the real question here is where are the adults where are the adults to stand up and say enough is enough Where are the adults in New York to put a stop to this kind of nonsense? Apparently, there are not many of them. Now, I have a book here I want to introduce to you for just a few moments as we conclude today. This is called Homosexuality and American Psychiatry by Dr. Ronald Bayer. Dr. Ronald Bayer, uh, this book was written a number of years ago, and he tells about how homosexuality and the homosexual agenda decided to take over America and how they wanted to do it. And He tells the story about Frank Kamini. Frank Kamini was in the army. He was kicked out because of homosexuality, I think about 1960 or so, and Kamini started the Mattachine Society in Washington, D.C. His goal was to get homosexuality to be common, to be accepted in mainstream society, just as it is being done right now today. Frank Kamini organized groups of homosexuals, and they went to San Francisco in the 1970s where the American Psychiatric Association was meeting. APA had a meeting in 1970, I think 70, 71, 72, 73 there in San Francisco. And Kamini went to the meetings and demanded to be able to speak. They didn't let him do it at first, and so he protested, and then finally by 1973, by the way, in I think might 1972. They had a table out there, and uh, talking about the the greatness of homosexuality, and so that was Kamini. Finally, they let him speak. They had him on a on a, a a panel in which he was to answer questions and so forth and so. But the big pressure that Kamini wanted to put on the APA was to remove homosexuality from the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual. And finally, after much pressure, aided by the mainstream media, the liberals and mainstream media, and Kamini and all the Medicine society and the homosexual organizations, who got very radical. Matter of fact, Kamini came into one of the meetings, grabbed a microphone, screamed up in the in the faces of the of the psychiatrists who were gathered there, and really threatened all of them. That's how they wanted it, to get it passed. As one other writer put it, homosexuality. Why would anyone think it was it scientific? or is connected to the human genome. It's really a hard-nosed political movement. That's exactly what's taking place, not only with homosexuality, but the Drag Queen Story Hour, the drag shows that are taking place. It's all a hard-nosed political movement. So Kamini yelled at the APA convention, and they finally, in 1973, decided to remove homosexuality from the list of, of his clinical problems, and so no longer is it considered to be a psychological problem, something that is a, on the, in the DSM manual, and so that's how it became more commonplace. No science, no medicine, nothing to do with that. It had only to do with politics. That's all. That's all that's going on right now. What we need to do as a people is to stand up for the Bible, The Bible teaches us from first to last that homosexuality is a sin. It is a grave sin. And incidentally, the Bible does not teach, as many people suppose that it does, that all sin is the same. It is true that all sin separates from God, but not all sin is the same sin. There is some sin that is more grievous than others. Even our Lord said to Pilate, he that has delivered me unto you has greater sin. John chapter 19. Not all sin is the same. Some sin in the Old Testament received the death penalty, and homosexuality was one of them. And so also men wearing women's clothes. That was forbidden in the Old Testament. Fits right into the narrative that we're talking about today. The Bible is explicit that homosexuality is a grave sin against God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 through 11, we're told that They shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Then he tells us some of those who will not, fornicators, adulterers. Then he uses the words effeminate and abusers of themselves with men. That would be simply to say, those who play the female role and those who play the male role in a homosexual relationship. So the question once again comes back to all of this, and that is where are the adults and where are the Christian adults in society to stand up and stop the onslaught of satanic movement in our country because this is exactly what is occurring right now.